Welcome to Unscripted. Relationships are special. A talk show that is focused on celebrating relationships. It's a platform where people come with their loved ones who matter to them the most. Be it spouse, parents, teachers, friends, colleagues, cousins, uncles, many more. Unscripted as the name suggests, depicts courage, authenticity, vulnerability, love, resilience, and patience. A novel idea where people speak their hearts out. We urge our invitees, sharing a special bond to reveal how they contribute and keep the smiles intact in that relationship. Come along, smile and participate in the excursion of connections. Welcome to Unscripted. Great, Sushalaka. I think this is this is congratulations. The sixth, the fifth episode with uh, with two people who are going to share a special bond. Yes, that's right. And team, so we want to let you know that uh, we've had five sessions. Today is the fifth session. The four sessions that we completed had you know, a couple who came and shared their relationships. We had a father-daughter uh, trio where two teenage daughters came with their father to share their special bond with us. Last week, Vinay Verma sir and Manjiri, they came and they gave a complete different perspective of how roles get reversed. You know, after a certain age, when your children grow, when the father and daughter relationship evolves and how now Manjiri takes care of Vinay sir in a lot of elements they shared. It was fun, it was touching and we had a lot of uh, you know, emotional moments, a lot of funny moments and an absolute journey of what it takes to build a relationship. Continuing the legacy, today we have a special father and daughter with us and I'm going to have request Shalata to introduce them to bring up on the show. So, um, I, I feel like, you know, uh, it's been a father-daughter season. So, you know, <laughs> let's welcome our guest today, uh, Subramanian and Aishwarya on the show. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Wow, that's, that's so amazing. So, Subhu, first of all, thank you. And thank you, Aishwarya, for being with us on the show today. We are absolutely looking forward for this interaction. Same here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to see how this is going to turn out. Great. So, you know, um, we are going to start with a fun game. Uh, okay. Okay. So, the first thing that I want you all to do is grab anything that's around you, any one thing. Uh, Aishwarya uh-huh. and Subhu both. Just one thing around you. What do you all have? Just show it to us. Okay. That's a step one, right? No, that's a remote. What is it? Remote. It's a hair condition. Okay, it's a remote and what do you have, Aishwarya? Headphones. Headphones. Okay, great. Yeah. So now uh, what you are going to do, Aishwarya, is mm-hmm. introduce Subramanian mm-hmm. uh, as relating to your headphones. How would you introduce him? What are the characteristics that are similar to the headphone that you have? And uh, <laughs> and so for you, you have the remote. So you will introduce Aishwarya in the similar way. So any one of you can go first. Do you want me to go first or you want to go? Okay, so let me start. Um, 
So, you know, the headphones are such a crucial part of our lives, right? Because um, in moments of enjoyment, um, when you want to speak to someone, when you want to feel heard, um, they really are the tools that kind of uh, help you to do that. And um, personally, for me, I, you know, I really enjoy listening and I, I enjoy communicating. And I, I just can't imagine um, with someone like you know my dad as essential as the headphone is in listening and communicating um you know what what that would be if i if it if i didn't have this um tool or this medium with me and the interesting thing about the headphones as well as my dad is like you know sometimes they can get loud but sometimes they're also pretty mellow so they have their ups and downs no pun intended that's such an amazing introduction thank you so much aishwarya subramanyam I yeah, think so just just before just before you start, Subhu, uh, I think we can call him Subhu. Okay. I think that's how he's known in okay. his circles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was wondering, what am I going to say with regards to the remote? And and then I started sensing some commonalities in our relationship. So like the remote button uh, is in my hand, but the real functioning is somewhere else in, in another body, right? It's the air condition that, that really gets switched on from remotely. And if I had to uh, relate to that, and if I had to uh, say what's the connection or how do I introduce her with the analogy of the remote, then, then I would say one connection or one way I could see is uh, to some degree and to some extent, my heart is remotely placed in her anyway. So, so if if somebody has to connect the remote aspect of it, that's that's one one way of saying that. And I mean seriously or even uh, with the way it is. Um, of, and of course, being the only daughter, uh, needless to add that aspect of it. And I think somewhere the the remote also connects with the thermostat. And the thermostat for me is the programming that's being done or has been done on her over the period of time, uh, consciously and consciously. Uh, and which basically means hopefully that thermostat functions in those boundaries and 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 takes uh, breaks those boundaries for the right reasons that's so well put thank you so much subhu great i think uh, you know that's that's the beauty of unscripted and when with shalaka around please expect <laughs> these twists right. <laughs> things that that we're not generally prepared for so you know, Subhu, to, to get started with this uh, this whole conversation, you know, I remember when we spoke to you the first time and we invited you on the show, you chose to come with Aishwarya, which, which clearly states that there is a special bond that you have with Aishwarya. I want to know how, how this whole thing evolved, you know, how was your reaction when you actually saw Aishwarya the first time? Yeah, so that's an interesting uh, question and an interesting response that you might get from me. And I don't know how it has been for all the other fathers. But I think when I saw her for the first time, the first day when she was born, um, everyone around us were so excited. And I was, in a way, being primed to be excited as well because everyone seemed all gung-ho and all of that. So, and, and I think to some degree I was. But, but the interesting aspect of that was as soon as I saw her for the first time, the biggest uh, thought in my mind or the first thought in my mind was, yeah, this is my baby, there's no questions about it. But, but I wasn't feeling anything. There wasn't any connect with that aspect of it. And, and so, so, so yeah, so, and I was asking myself, is that normal? Is that how people feel about it? But, but yeah, that's how it started, uh, so to say. But, but I think in, in a day or two, I think things started to happen. And, and I think one of the reference points here is uh, on the second day, I think we had to move her to an ICU in a different hospital. And that was because 
I think the nurse noticed that the baby was not breathing. And uh, that was a shocker. I wasn't there in the hospital. Um, Sunita was there with the baby, and I think uh, they moved her to another hospital. And I think we quickly followed up to, to, the, to the place where they were going. And after looking at it and doing multiple tests, the doctor said they would have to do another test, which would be uh, drawing the fluid from the spinal cord. And people at that time, all around you, all the well-wishers, uh, in all the well-meaning ways, they were educating us along the way. And I was kind of somebody popped in this information that drawing the fluid from the spinal cord is the most painful thing. So imagine a two-day baby admitted to the ICU hospital and, and the doctor says he needs to do multiple tests. So if that wasn't enough, he does all the tests, the test comes through and the reports come through and then the doctor says, and we look at him, he comes out of the room and we look at him and say, so what do you think? And he says, we will have to wait 24 hours. And that really was a shocker to say the least. And I think that when it wasn't 24 hours, it probably was 16 hours because he said tomorrow morning, we will have to wait and see how things shape up. Obviously, we had to uh, rely on all the powers of the Supreme or God, whatever you want to call it. And it was an interesting 12-18 uh, hours for, for me and for all of us. Um, and then I started realizing that babies can be very resilient. And, and they can be so resilient that it will, it probably will surprise us because I saw many babies in the ICUs and all of them under some needle in particular uh, incubator boxes and all of that. And there were many other parents who were around us who were sharing their stories. And suddenly you start realizing that how grateful you need to be for all the resilience and all the uh, experiences that others have had was received. So, so unknowingly, I think that incident, and of course, things started improving. Everything came through well by the grace of God, and uh, that was the last of it. So, so that obviously kicked in the bonding significantly, accelerated the whole uh, attachment, if you want to call it. And I don't even remember this incident until you. Oh. <laughs> wow! Thank you for sharing that, Subhu. And I, I'm, I'm so glad that Ashwarya is all fit and fine and and rock star right now. I think uh, maybe Ashwarya. I think you know resilience probably is what you you were born with, if I may say so. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but I mean, uh, you know, this is the first time, uh, or rather, the second uh, time that I'm hearing this. So for me, like looking back at it, um, it's interesting because I I didn't think that there was, you know, anything uh, different than um, a normal delivery that I I had gone through. But yeah, um, it was interesting to see. I mean, to hear this from you as well. So, uh, Subhu, my next question is to you again. So, the, as kids, like normally, everybody has their own way of throwing tantrums. And I'm sure uh, Aishwarya also is uh, no different. So, <laughs> can you share what kind of tantrums she threw when she was young? Uh, tantrums? It, it's strange again. And I start with strange because I have never seen her throwing tantrums. In fact, it's been a reverse case for me where I, I would wonder if everything was okay with her. And, and, and why do I say that? Because I'm reminded of this scene, uh, it was her birthday. And uh, this was, I think, early 2000, probably 2001, we were in Singapore. And she must be six or seven. And uh, we take her to this, uh, the large toys chain of shops called Toys R Us. And obviously, if you know Toys R Us, it's entirely toys only, period. There's nothing else. And for all age groups. And so I take her into that store and I have not said anything to her saying, this is all you need to do or this is the uh, budget or this is, this is the max number. And... I take her into it, she looks around, she picks up one, keeps it up down, picks up something else, keeps that down, picks another thing, keeps that down. And this goes on for 
quite a long period of time. So I had to ask her saying that, aren't you getting something or are you looking for something? And then she says, no, no, I'm just looking around. And then I start seeing that she's looking, picking up and looking at the price and then keeping it down. So, so you start and suddenly I start asking myself, have I done something to her to be so conscious about the price? Because I haven't even said anything to that. So you, you start reflecting and I ask Sunita, my wife, saying that, have we done too much that she is so conscious of the price? Now, <laughs> the background information here is when we were moving into Singapore from Mumbai, one of the biggest reference points for me was I did not want an affluent society's culture to have any negative impact. And by that, one of the key points for me was to understand the value for money. So I think I have instilled that or tried to instill it. But in the process, you don't want to go the other extreme either. Mm -hmm. So I had to really start reflecting on this. And I had tough time to convince her to pick up a, a toy that she liked. And, and after that, I think I was very conscious. I started asking myself, <laughs> So tantrums nahi hai, but she has been in a way where she would force me to reflect again as to what I am doing at the right measurements with whatever intents I have. <laughs> oh. oh, that's so nice. Beautiful. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for sharing and thanks for being so genuine, so candid, Subhu, for uh, for sharing these instances. And, and I'm reminded of another instant in the same genre. It it is probably not a tantrum, but I think if I were to say, if there was any major ask from her, right, uh, major want, if you want to say it that way. And I remember she must be in her. She must be around 10, 12 at that time probably in her seventh grade or eighth grade. Yeah. And uh, she said she wants an iPhone. Until then, I think for the last three, four years until then was, she would get our phones handed over to her. So once we finished using the phone, <laughs> we gave it to her. Um, and then she said, no, I want my phone. And I said, okay, which model? And she says iPhone. And iPhone is play and was premium at that point in time as well. And I was saying, okay, so this is going a couple of notches above what <laughs> I would have given to any other, or my father would have given, if you want to say it that way. Um, and then somehow me and Sunita talk to each other and we agree that this would, we will, we will do this because there hasn't been any particular ask from her at all. And so I didn't want to kind of do anything against it. But the way I did that was the where the interesting part was because Sunita said, you have made a decision and why are you debating and arguing with her? I said, I'm not arguing. I said, I, I was telling her, I want her to understand, to negotiate and ask what she wants to ask by a particular way. She wants, I want her to learn to negotiate and get things. I don't want her to take it as free and as easy as that. So we are... We're driving, we're going in a cab and there's about 20 minute journey and she's positioning herself as to why she needs an iPhone. And, and Sunita here is saying, I really don't understand what are you up to. I really don't understand why you're being so rude or cruel or I don't remember what she said. But, but that's what was on one end, I'm discussing with Sunita, uh, Aishwarya. On the other hand, I'm, so I'm sitting in the middle, I think, and both, both of them are two different sides. And both are going in opposite directions. And I'm having this conversation, which I very clearly remember. So anyway, I think at the end of it, at the end of that ride, I think I said yes to it. So, so yeah, tantrum. <laughs> You know that that uh, that story actually brings me to to Ashwarya. Ashwarya, you know, as as children when we all grow up, you know, mm -hmm. I I still have to listen to that from my father, and and I'm mm -hmm. sure my kid listens to that from me. Mm -hmm. But there is always this one favorite "Hamare Zamane Me" dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. So, what, so what's that "Hamare Zamane Me" dialogue from Subhu that that you remember of? I think mostly around the negotiations of a phone and uh, all of that because large, I think once uh, there was also an incident where I lost my phone 
and uh, obviously went back couldn't find it so you know um and that time he was like uh, telling me like you know not upset but trying to say that hey this was something that you had which you know equally back at my age in my time we didn't have so do you realize what's happening here and like he would make sure that you understand it like it's spelled out very clearly um just that you understand how lucky or you know like how important that uh, having a phone at this at such a young age was so those dialogues i've definitely um, heard um, more so when i was young obviously afterwards as i grew up uh, not not as much na kisa mein tha nahi itna nahi tha but tha you know <laughs> also again around the phone only because i think that growing up the one thing that i was like really drawn towards were like phones and everything so mostly that Wonderful. Wonderful. That's nice. So, Ashwag, next, you know, just on this exploration, while we are talking about mm-hmm. what what strikes me is, you know, you you mentioned while we were we were just having a catch up, where you discovered the passion for photography that Subhu had on on one of your trips. Yeah. I would actually want to hear that, uh, <laughs> you know. that that whole passion that subhu hold because that was something very new to us as well we didn't know right so so sure. so would you tell me about passion and yeah it was more than passion it was madness uh, maybe to a certain extent but uh yeah so i mean see for i knew that obviously my dad loved photography because ever since i was a young kid um since the move to singapore actually um before. even before but the memories that i vividly recall um you know on the weekends on saturday and sunday like dad would take his camera out and then you know he'd tell me to like he'd set up the light and everything and tell me to pose and we actually have photographs of that so those memories are pretty strong and i knew that okay yeah he likes photography um but obviously like liking it being passionate about it and then some more the three different things right so um we had gone on a trip to europe and uh, we obviously uh, first couple of days mom and i were very exhausted because of the jet lag and everything but dad wouldn't give up an opportunity to go out and you know like do his photography like um he has gone to uh, paris in the uh, eiffel tower in the night time and you know gone around doing all of that I, i was i was very happy in london that you were sleeping so yeah. i could be free to take my photo he was he once we knocked out he just left the next thing we recall is like we woke up and we're like where is dad and we can't find him anywhere and next thing i uh, get in touch with him and he's like yeah they, you know i'm on the night tour of the eiffel tower taking some photographs So on that trip I think somehow I was like okay let me try and see what this passion or what this photography is all about and I remember we were in Venice in Burano and my dad had this um he would know the technical term for it but he had this like really long lens which so it's a telephoto 200 mm yeah so a telephoto lens and uh, you know it was really heavy heavier than the body of the camera itself uh, when you have to really support the lens and like take photographs so after much request um, you know he obliged and he's like okay sure i'll i'll help you you know figure out how to take these photographs and um, little did i know that when you take that lens and latch it on to the camera there's like the sound and this click that you need to hear to know that it's fully attached and um, right when i was about to like kind of focus and zoom in on something that i wanted to click the lens falls <laughs> right and as it's falling from my hands like my like physiologically there is my you know my flight or fight response kicks in and it's like you can't you can't run away from this so you have to face to the disappointment or the anger that's going to follow and uh, yeah he was really upset about it because you know yeah it was literally his heart falling down uh, <laughs> and uh, for me like I, i i mean i was i was scared but uh, that's that's the moment when i really understood okay to what level is this passion uh, so, so this was a lens sourced from us uh, and it was a professional lens uh, 
the most expensive in my uh, kitty. Yeah. And obviously, it fell. I knew it will have a dent. I knew it would have it more did. than a dent. Yeah. Um, so dent visually, it wasn't as bad. Bad, yeah. But I think later I realized it wasn't auto adjusting itself. So. Yeah, that I think that experience was really interesting um, to understand um, a bit more about his passion for photography. That's awesome. It's a very nice experience, and it shows I think uh, Subhu's passion towards photography. And I think probably many of his friends and maybe relatives wouldn't be aware, and they would know what kind of a passion that he has. <laughs> Yeah, some of some of my close ones, at least the family close circles, know that I would lug the entire uh, what 15 kgs of equipment yeah. in most of the places, whether it is mountain trekking or whatever. Of course, those were I call it the madness or the Please. fever for it. Yeah. So that's nice. So uh, the next, you know, uh, the query that I have for you, Subhu, is. Uh, You know, uh, you mentioned in our conversation that we were having uh, that you wanted Aishwarya to be independent. So, what is the story behind it? Like, why that you were striving and ensuring that she needs to be independent and uh, things like yeah, that. Yeah. So, so again, I don't know whether I should start by saying this strange philosophy or thought, but I will still use that word because I don't think it's common. Um, And if it is common, people can post it on their chat. Um, I had this thought that if you want to make errors and mistakes in your life, you are better off making those as early in your life than later. Um, and this was the the what shall we say? Motto. This is uh, yeah, call it motto or Mantra. call it the philosophical uh, underpinning of whatever I did. And on top of that, there was another dimension to this: was she was the only child, so which means she doesn't have anybody after we've gone. So the question then was: the more early in life she becomes independent, then that much safer is what I'm going to give back as a case in this case, and and call it the bonding or call it the relationship. All of that put together. Now. I knew based on few instances where, when she was at the age of five or six, again we tested it by sending her alone from Singapore to Mumbai on in a flight, and nobody accompanied her. The air hostesses took care of it, uh, and I was sure that, and that went well. So I knew uh, she is able to be independent as early as that, and subsequently, all the signs that I had indicated that it was she was as independent. Uh, and as consensual as one could be, so all good until um, my friend's daughter visits Singapore and she comes in for a degree, uh, pursuing a degree in Singapore. Uh, so it's a residential program, and we become the guardians for her. And she goes through some hiccups managing her environment, her people in her. Uh, shared apartment, and there are hiccups where I suddenly am made to realize that it's not the age; it's it's the way you are put into circumstances and the life experiences, which makes you independent or not so independent. Let's say that way. It's not that she wasn't independent, but I could sense there were moments in her stay in Singapore for two years or so. Where we were, we had to give some moral support, and there was one instance where I could clearly see in the eye that she felt comfortable as soon as we were there around her. So the question I had from there on, with that experience, was: What proof do I have that Aishwarya is as independent in my own world? Because I may be having a bias that she is independent, but I haven't seen. Real inputs or real test or proof to say she is really, really independent. So then the thought started. I think it stayed with me for a while, and then suddenly one day I get a call from my brother-in-law, and he says my niece is planning to go and pursue IB course curriculum, which is a residential program, and and that idea we 
continue to discuss and I try to understand her. Initially, I am kind of looking at it as an external uh, she is pursuing. As we continue to discuss this and I understand as to why and all of that, I suddenly realized that there could be an opportunity for me to also send her to a residential program. So that thought comes in along with that discussion. And I think before I know what I was doing, uh, what I do is I tell her that Radhika is pursuing an IB curriculum and she's going for this college, so uh, this school. And so I log into the uh, internet, she looks at it and she's looking at it, I'm looking at it and that way a week goes by and then I ask her, what do you think? And because I don't want to say anything more than that. So I said, what do you think? She said, it looks good. I said, what do you mean looks good? So she said, um, yeah, I like what she is doing. I said, are you saying you would want to go? She said, yeah. So I said, I said okay. And I left it at that. I didn't push it anymore and I left it. Another week goes by. I suddenly realized that the niece has decided not to pursue that school. So now I am saying, okay, so I said, uh, you last time you mentioned that you were uh, equally keen to go. She said, yeah, yeah, I am equally keen if there is a possibility. I said, are you saying it because Radhika is going going there or are you really wanting to go on your own, even if Radhika is not wanting to go? She said, yeah, even if she's not going, I'm willing to uh, try that and go that I like the idea. I said, okay. And another couple of days goes by and then I said, if you're serious, then start looking for options and I don't want you to look at North, I want you to look at something in South. Now, I didn't want her to go to Mumbai where all of my relatives, my parents and all of them are there. Um, I wanted to go to a city where relatively she is disconnected from uh, relatives who can come in for help. Uh, that way the independence is quote unquote really independent, right? And she identifies an IB school, we look at the website, the website looks pretty cool and uh, the campus looks even more pretty cool and I said, look Aishwarya, this is on the website, don't go by the website because Let's this is go not going to be the truth. Yeah. When you land up there, it might be a different story. So are you serious about this? And so we test it multiple times, we agree, Sunita and I discuss this, we say, yeah, that sounds like a So we make, a, again, a strange decision. She is in 11th and we decide to take her out of that middle, in the middle of the 11th. Yeah, I've done six months of 11th grade in yeah. Singapore. And we have done all the research, contacted the school. We have an appointment. We go to Bangalore to see. And if she likes it, she will join. So that's the way it is. So we go there, go through the process, steps, etc., etc. One leads to the other. And then we go and... Uh, let her be there for for the entire two-year period. Now, all along, there has also been a thought in my mind saying, as a father, what have I contributed to my only daughter? Right? That's the other thing running in my mind. And there was nothing tangible that I could get. But I think this particular one decision, hindsight, was probably the best thing I did. Um, and. And so sometimes you make decisions which are not, you're not sure because if it doesn't work, then it's going to be catastrophic. I mean, if nothing else, you'll have to kind of rewind the whole steps again and bring her back, et cetera, et cetera. And none of us have tested, we haven't tested ourselves for her to live alone, nor has she tested to herself to live alone. But anyway, hindsight, everything went well. It was the best decision that happened and uh, yeah, so that was a proof. <laughs> Beautiful. What, what an amazing, uh, I think, you know, sometimes I use these words uh, Subhu, in, in my life and in, with my daughter. And I, I say that there are certain times in life where you make forced choices or rather you don't, don't wait for forced choices. You make them proactively, you know, rather than you waiting for something like that to happen for you to experience your own resilience or your own uh, strength and the, the ability to handle might as well make that choice when you know that you can do it, something about it and go through that process and i i also while you've not shared but i'll take the liberty of uh, sharing this subhu is you know for all of you who is watching and and thanks harish bhai for being there navneet ami and i'm sure a lot of them are watching maybe have not commented subhu who comes across as 
generally very composed matured balanced no this emotion relationship, this relationship of the father daughter and the situation where he was so so firm in his mind of you know making ashwarya independent drops ashwarya to college at bangalore and on his way back to the airport <laughs> weeps cries and himself doesn't understand why is he sobbing so much because that was a conscious decision to drop ashwarya <laughs> college yeah that was a and i think on... sorry go ahead uh, no no please 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 go ahead so so that was now it looks funny but uh, it was totally out of the blue and this is an interesting one for i'm i'm sure many of others in the audience would have experience or would experience was i was both of us were concerned that sunita may be able to manage this separation or not and i was concerned for sunita as well and uh, we drop her the next day we are off back to our own cities so i was staying in mumbai so sunita went to mumbai i went to hyderabad because i had a meeting with my business partner and uh, and on the way back everything is fine i mean there's no issue we we haven't expressed any uh, emotions or any of that and everything was perfect we had almost reached uh, airport it was still about 5 10 minutes away and suddenly i start getting emotional and uh, and i i am telling myself maybe maybe something else and then that emotions grew to a point where i was sobbing and i was telling sunita and sunita suddenly started saying what is happening what what happened and i said i really don't know what's happening because i said i, I can't tell why am i uh, feeling emotional and by the time i finish saying that i am actually literally sobbing there on the way back and i keep telling myself that that is strange why would i feel something like this and seriously imagine something hitting you totally unexpected not knowing what is hitting you mm-hmm. if if that is an example of that then this is the best example i can give and it takes me one long week for me to realize that it is because of aishwarya staying back in bangalore and it's it takes me a week at the end of the week i'm saying maybe it is this <laughs> you realize how disconnected can you be with your emotions sometimes i don't know whether it is disconnected or you uh, are not being aware of yourself and uh, yeah so Uh, initially i would feel ashamed to say that but i think nowadays and it's been long years now so so yeah sometimes you do not realize how attached you are until that event happens beautiful thanks thanks for uh, for sharing that subu with us and you know i think sometimes that's the beauty of of relationships you know You, so we, as, I, as I mentioned to you that this is the third father daughter relationship that we are celebrating on unscripted this month itself and still there are so many different nuances so many different ways in which those bonds get created and and actually i want to ask you you know while while we asked subu about making you independent and mm-hmm. you know going through the the choices that that got came across how has been your experience whether it was bangalore or then to us when you were studying yeah. and and especially with regards to you know those relationship parts with subu while while you're away from him and uh, you know i mean i mean how's that experience how did that go for you so um bangalore was surprisingly much easier um even though it was like the first big move you know first move towards uh, independence so to say um and i was i i was really happy in bangalore uh, even now when i look back at it i think you know it was like one of the best decisions from their end from my willingness to go ahead and do that it that was really interesting and i think um what i started uh, realizing um was more when the shift to new york kind of happened 
because um and not it it wasn't something that oh I, because i moved to new york um, i'm suddenly feeling some sort of way but the true independence i think really hit me when i had uh, graduated out of uh, college so i had finished my bachelor's and i was looking for a job and in new york yeah um i was looking for a job in new york and uh, obviously there was the whole job stress and everything so we crossed that and then dad uh, because dad had come for my graduation as well so we got all of that done and he leaves and it's now almost about i would say uh, maybe 3 months into work and that's when i truly you know started feeling homesick and to me that was weird because i was like wait i've been to boarding school i did that for 2 years and then i did college for 3 years and now i'm feeling homesick like this doesn't make sense to me and um, you know it was like figuring out a lot of things by yourself and that when i was really coming to understand uh, okay independence means more than just of course like you know living by yourself and being comfortable with it and that's when i was calling home a lot um you know in my uh, when i was working and um because saturday sundays i wouldn't really have a lot to do i mean you could go meet friends but sometimes it's not the same as it would be at home um so that that for me was uh, interesting to to kind of navigate through it i think for a bit it was a difficult time and i think for that like my parents were pretty supportive during those years and always like you know obviously like open communication was definitely there between us and what's interesting is when i was leaving new york i didn't want to come back to mumbai because i was like oh what will happen to my independence and you know like now i do not want my parents so it was it was so weird because on one end it's like i do want to have that like i want to have my family and close ones around in the culture that i w- was brought up in but on one end i'm also like very much set in certain ways um so that move to back to mumbai was also interesting and uh, i think i i recollect now that we actually had some uh, conversations around it and we established you know certain ground rules because i came back from new york and um, i remember this one incident where i had gone to the mall with uh, not even my friends with my relatives Okay, my uncle and my aunt, and um, mom and dad were like kind of uh, getting worried so much, and they were like calling me, being like, "Hey, where are you? You know, are you coming back home?" And uh, that day when I that night when I came back, I think I was really upset because I was like, "Wait, I'm in New York, and you know, you don't even call days at end asking where I am, like alone what I'm doing, and now I'm in your in in your city with your people who you know, and here you are getting more." worried about it like that just didn't help to me and so i was like we need to have some ground rules here and these are my conditions and like you know so that was an interesting conversation because i didn't see that coming um in in our dynamics for sure but yeah it was definitely that's, that's another strange thing too. yeah <laughs> you know I, I, the more you're sharing no actually i think the more i'm getting present to to this whole beautiful relationship you know of of mm-hmm. a father and daughter that uh while there might be so many things which are crystal clear about our personalities and about how we operate but yeah. it, it just all completely gets shattered when it it comes to this this relationship and i'm i'm so amazed with the kind of experiences you are sharing so so that's yeah. another that's another what shall we say awareness that comes and pops up unintentionally and then you become consciously aware, aware of, of it. it yeah because i get upset because she hasn't called and she is in only in bangalore while like like she rightly said i wouldn't call for weeks together when she is in new york and <laughs> i wouldn't even bother to know where she was <laughs> and, and here i know she is in bangalore I know she got down from the flight. I know she took a cab, and that's all it is. And <laughs> it's only the gap of maybe an hour more than expected. And I really got upset, and I suddenly had to. After that, I had to reflect because she uh, kind of posed uh, a challenging question somewhere, which posed me, made me reflect on it as well. And I think she said this. She said, 
uh, when I am not here, you don't bother to call. But I, you know, I am in Bangalore. I told you I'm going to go this way, and all I uh, haven't done is not contacted you for an hour or two, and here you're getting mighty upset. And she said this doesn't make sense, and that was true. Uh, but I had to understand that after that and reflect and say, yeah, that is interesting. Wow. You know, so, this, this, kind of, this kind of brings one more incident, which uh, I just want to share because I find it intriguing. You know, like how in any, I, I'm not sure if this is the same case with a lot of parents, but um, you know how generally in a household, there's like a strict parent and there's a more flexible parent to kind of keep that balance going, right? So interestingly, like growing up, my mom was strict. I mean, she's not too strict, but yeah, she does lay some of the rules. And my dad's more like, you know, free flowing. And like, if you don't want to study, don't study. Like there have been dialogues like that, that he said. Um, but I remember this thing where I wanted to go to my friend's house. And I was expecting my mom to kind of say no, because I was like, I want to go to my friend's house and stay for a couple of days or whatever. And interestingly, dad said no. And then before I could like make a case for myself, my mom's kind of supporting me. And, you know, she's like suddenly turned 360 and she's like, you can allow her to go to New York and stay by herself, but you wouldn't allow her to go like, you know, the next neighborhood. And I was in those moments, I think what's interesting for me as a kid is like, okay, that's interesting that you guys just swapped roles and like how I wasn't aware to that. So I was like, wait, what just happened? This is <laughs> dynamic that I'm not aware of. Um, so yeah. yeah. Beautiful. I think that's awesome. So Asher, you know, continuation to this now, you know, that you came back to Bombay and now mm -hmm. I know that you also started working together. Uh, yeah. So how is Subhu as a father versus Subhu as a boss? Yeah, that, you know, it's a, it's an undefined uh, line, you know, between the two. I, I don't see a big demarcation between the two. Um, and like, right, okay, so like, obviously, we've had our disagreements with our bosses, right? In any workplace, you go anywhere, you have disagreements with your boss. And sometimes you might get pissed off or like you might get upset. So then you go to like uh, somebody else or like your, your parents and you like download that experience onto them or you share it with them. But here my boss is my dad. So I can't go to my dad and say, hey, look, this is what you did because he is my boss. So, you know, those are some situations that are a bit difficult to navigate. Um, but overall, I think it's been pretty um, smooth sailing. For me, um, at least. Yeah, and I, I think even from my perspective, um, I mean, you, you haven't gone through a role or relationship where you're both, and nor was I ready for it. And I think it has been a learning experience for yeah. both of us because there have been moments where she has held her position, I have held, taken a position, and then I have reflected saying and it took me a while to understand that this was a clash between me being a father and me being a boss and i think it took us took me a couple of instances to kind of get positioned into it um i would i would the natural tendency is if the discussion is about business and office related and if she behaves in a particular way it's the employer that she gets to see that's a default but post that, you start asking yourself, how can she do this? Uh, why? Because she understands me in the first place. So she should know better. Right? And plus, she is a daughter. And so I think somewhere what works for both of us is that form grounding or foundation which is stronger, that holds it. Otherwise, there have been moments where it would have been delayed. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I just keep on uh, listening to those uh, stories that you're sharing. Um, so, you know, we'll just have a fun uh, rapid fire round and then we'll continue with our conversation ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Subhu first. Uh, Subhu, here's your rapid fire questions. The first one. Okay. 
what's the most useful thing you own what's the most useful thing i own yes my daughter why you point for that i don't know useful is the right word but hey. <laughs> you just made her a thing <laughs> okay great thank you uh, the next question is what is the best advice that you have got what's the best advice i have got to to chill okay okay thank you i don't that <laughs> okay and the last one if you could talk in your sleep what would you say that is a tough one uh, <laughs> let's let's put it this way what would i want to say okay <laughs> what would you want to say so i would say if you want me to recover from my worst day let's say and i'm, I'm touched what it doesn't happen then i would all that one needs to do is bring aishwarya closer to me physically super super thank you so much that was your rapid fire it was fun and it was authentic uh, aishwarya you go next first question is when was the last time you mm-hmm. laughed so hard that you cried maybe couple of days back i think uh, with my mom cuz my mom and i we uh, we love to giggle and uh, we can it's like a uh, what's that word it's like a dynamo if a uh, dynamo effect like, no like one after the other what's it called no, ah, domino. domino effect domino effect yes yes yeah. so it's a domino effect it's like one if we start one starts laughing the other yeah. goes continuously so like yeah that can go on between the two of us i think and they become unstoppable yeah and then dad has a hard time kind of you know being like joining in joining in <laughs> He has a hard time connecting. <laughs> Super. Thank you. Uh, the next question is: What is the best compliment you have received? Um, best compliment that I've received. Uh, probably like um, when I had to give like a presentation and somebody said that I speak really well. So, yeah. Super. Thank you. And the last question. Uh, it has the background, so I'll just give the background to the audience. You are very good at dancing and choreography. So now I want you to complete this sentence. Okay. okay. When I dance, I look like dash. Um, I look like spoken poetry. Wow. wow. That was a really cherry on the top. Really nice. Thank you so much. It was fun. Thank you. And uh, we can go ahead with the questions now. The questions. <laughs> Beautiful. I think um, you know, Subhu Ashwarya. I think I I have so many more questions and so much more to explore with both of you that I think we we're going to fall short of of hours. <laughs> but but I want to say that I think it was a beautiful last fifty minutes that we've been together. I think it was amazing. And being a father of a teenager, I think I got a lot of insights on how would my daughter be feeling or how would. uh you know she be experiencing life and subud the learnings that you shared about what are the things that i need to do to make her independent and i think a lot of lot of takeaways lot of uh beauty in this relationship that i saw so i want to ask both of you a question you know uh, and i want both of you to answer that is is what does celebrating relationships mean to you I think celebrating relationships you know while we say the word celebrating um it's it's about all the ups and downs because how will you cherish the ups if you have never been down in a relationship right and I think like especially for me with um I'm, if we were talking about me and my dad uh, even the disagreements have brought us much more closer so i think when you look at celebrations don't only look at the high moments in life like you know value the ones that 
kind of have put your relationships to test because that's when you know the real growth is happening because if not it's a very superficial relationship at least from my end is how i perceive it to be so yeah great subu what would you say uh i don't know i have been thinking what does relationship i would say relationship is at the at the core of any living being right? yeah you you have whether you consciously acknowledge there is a relationship or whether you unconsciously kind of go about doing things um and i think when it is at that core uh, aspect of it uh the more you're able to connect the more you're able to sense uh the person and the more you're able to understand that person and even more beautiful is when the other person knows you understand yeah then that comfort of the other person knowing that he, she understands you uh just multiplies just multiplies and i think when when that starts happening you you don't have to worry you don't have to bother you don't have to uh, think about what she's going to do you know that the person knows exactly how you would think and respond and so you can totally rely on that person for many things and, and not just uh necessarily from a work aspect but also um seeing seeing yourself see the seeds that you have sown grow into something awesome thank you thank you so much and uh, i think uh, you know it was fun to just have these conversations with you uh you know we would also love to know how was your experience to be on the show with us and the whole uh, thing of unscripted i think uh what did you think uh of the concept that uh, we are doing so i i really enjoyed this i think in the just with the way the whole thing was structured and also like the questions because sometimes um you know in in today's world like we're always trying to get to the next thing and we're trying to like you know get work done and we especially i mean now with the pandemic you're working in your home you're so the demarcations and the lines between work and family time are are actually not there and how many times do we actually get to sit down and have these questions and reflective questions to really think about uh, some of the things that you you should really value in your life and how uh, you know little that you do um until something like this comes around and makes you think about it so yeah i think that this was the best thing um from unscripted is as a format of a show um and i love the rapid fires and you know the the um the bits of funs that uh, you threw in there because those that i really enjoyed it a lot as well thank you so much subhu Yeah so initially when i was uh, when kalpesh invited me um i don't think i gave it that much of depth of thought and i guess i hadn't experienced it so that depth did not come along on its own but having done this uh now i think um i think what it does to you to me one word that keeps popping up in my mind for the last 2 minutes or 1 minute is it's it's in a, in a way it's a psychotherapy it's a it's a therapy because you revisit you relive and uh, you reconnect to those uh, moments events and and in our case they're all moments of challenges and how we overcame overcame that how we addressed it handled it uh, there were moments where we did well there were moments where we did not do well and when you draw all those to get bring together and then draw a line through that you start sensing even more consciously that how that relationship is so so i think the unscripted is a is a great um, effort i think it is 
it it kind of crunches the time over yeah. the multiple decades of that relationship and brings the gist out in front of people and for the uh, not just for the audience i think it is more so for the for us yeah take that as an example thank you so much thank you so much thank you so much uh, subhu and ashwarya i think uh, i i am i am left so much more uh, content today with uh, with the experience with the sharing that you both brought in and and i'm sure everybody who hears and subhu on an average we've seen that about 1000 people in a week's time go through the the show and and listen to the conversations and we keep receiving you know feedbacks and and what they've experienced and i think for for all of those people who are going to watch this i'm sure they're going to be left with uh, you know left touched and moved with regards to the experiences and and i think that's that's the motto me, you know me and shalada when we started this whole concept the the intention was that yes if we go back and relive those moments and and i love the way you you associated that to a therapy part of it that if people can just go back and stop running behind that perfect relationship stop running behind that idealism that people are seeking out to and accept you know the thing that it the way it is i think it's it's there's there's a lot of beauty around in every relationship that you see and it's it's all about how do you cherish that and bring it alive and that's that's the the mission unscripted that that we both begun with so thank you uh, thank you ashwarya for it was wonderful interacting with you and and thank you subhu for accepting our invitation and and getting us introduced to ashwarya not not an issue in fact i would like to say this that uh, thank you for capturing the moments for us yeah absolutely so we have we have a, a live session here which literally talks <laughs> about us on, yeah. so thank you for that and i think another thing i would say is it was pleasure dealing working with both of you and of course i had the opportunity of knowing shalaka a little more <laughs> than jagdish so so i i may not have had significant insights but whatever i've experienced i think it has been a very pleasant experience and and, and i think not just pleasant i think there is what i call um a, a relationship which is pure enough there hasn't been anything that i did not connect with and i think that credit goes to both of you thank you sir thank you so much subhu thank you and it was uh, lovely listening to you all and i would like to appreciate and say that on this live show that it takes a lot of courage uh, and uh, i would say vulnerability to share the ups and downs the way you shared subhu and ashwarya as to what were your thoughts when you were dealing with certain situations and not holding back on the judgments as to how others would perceive you uh, on the contrast uh, people will take away a lot of uh, lessons learnings they will resonate uh, and that is the whole intention of uh, the show and thank you for doing that for us thank you and one last comment both of you are looking really dapper beautiful <laughs> thank you so much thank you thank you thank you subhaneshwarya thank you thank you bye wow i think that's that's what i want to say shalaka yes beautiful conversation so grounded so humble and i think i am I, I'm I'm actually having goosebumps right now when I'm just thinking about the stories and things that that Subhu and Ashwarya shared. Yeah. Uh, an audience, you know, Harish Bhai, Uma Kant, Amin, Navneet, and all those people who are who are here right now and listening to us. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for encouraging uh, us to bring this kind of a show and bring this kind of relationships to to the table. We're going to continue our journey. Next week. we're going to have sagar amlani with his parents so here is a person who is in his mid career who is just uh, you know who's been a successful uh, you know 
successful person in his career and now moved into doing whatever he's doing in his life as a business comes along with his parents so we're talking about how and what kind of a relationship that he shares with his parents and he wants to showcase that and share that with all of us next week the speciality is that the show will be be more of in gujarati and hindi to accommodate you know and not bring language as a barrier for uncle and auntie to to share what they want to share so it's going to be fun it's going to be breaking those barriers of limiting that to having this conversations only in english but stay there be you know be with us because we're going to just keep expanding and more relationships going to come with us june july already planned out and we have names up till december for what is going to happen on this show so thank you for uh, for being with us and stay tuned for all the wonderful relationships that we're going to bring along any closing comments no, shall i go thank you i think uh, please uh, keep uh, you know showering your love and support to us uh, we look forward to have any of your suggestions uh, any of uh, you who would be interested in joining us uh, on our show do message us uh, we love to uh, hear from all of you and i think i will have a good day and stay safe thank you so much thank you god bless bye bye